How do everyone? How do? Dan Clarkson Podcast. This has become the introduction, hasn't it? By saying we don't have introductions anymore. But we kind of do. Right, what we're going to talk about today, probably me shouting, not slurping my tea because I've just finished my brew. Quite excited, like really excited on this podcast. Rained last night. Oh, for those that care, like we're in the UK at the moment, and it, it's been really dry for months, and the rivers have sort of not had much water in, even though, like, loads of people on social media, especially those who sit on tops and inflatables and people that buy stuff out of the centre aisle of those cheap supermarkets, tell you that they've had a great time paddling rivers, when really what they've been doing is going down ankle-deep drainage ditches. But anyway, it rained last night, thunderstorm raining, you know, sort of flashy light in the sky, Stormy rain, which it is. It's been a European Championships, three star Championships, Europeans. I think it's Europeans, British champs, definitely. If it's European, please let me know because uh, I just saw a social post on it. But I'm not really that bothered about short, flippy floppy boats. But I can see why some people are because the skill base is insane. And I love that. So yeah, really excited about this kayak malaki, which is probably a good thing because I've been doing lots of running. Lots of trotting about in expensive shoes and hydration vests and bladders and short shorts and chafing and self-loathing and dot watching on trackers. What's the world coming to? You know, when a 40-something-year-old bloke has to prove his self-worth about running around in circles. Oh, Christ, on a bike. Right, let's get into this podcast. Quite an important one. Well, like, ish. Quite an important one, ish. Paddling season's coming. UK paddling season's coming. I know before you start, a lot of you have been paddling all year round on artificial courses. You've been to Europe. Some of you have been further afield. I know. I get it. But for a lot of people, this might even be their first winter season or second winter season. They might have had a bit of a hiatus during COVID times. And uh, this is the season where they're stepping up a little bit. So I thought what we'd do today, say we, me, it's the royal we, isn't it? What I thought I'd do today is uh, do a little sort of kit check with you all. You can use it if you want as like a audio backdrop to your packing for weekends away or day trips or whatever. Right, let's start at the top. Helmet. Right, why why helmet? Why have I started at the top and not the feet? It doesn't really matter, does it? Except it kind of does, really. Because your bonus is really important. It's really, really important. and It's important that you have a helmet that fits you. Helmet. <laughs> Enunciate properly, Clarkson. Helmet with a H. You need a helmet. 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 You need a helmet uh, that fits you properly. Uh, there are lots and lots of really good brands on the market at the moment. Don't be using the helmet out of a skip. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Because I do. I do sometimes. Uh, you need a helmet that fits. And it's got to fit well. And we know this because we read articles about this. And we try them on in shops. And we go paddling. But it's coming to winter. And a lot of us are going to start wearing skull caps. If you wear skull caps, you've got a bit of neoprene between your head, 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 head,
and your helmet so your helmet might be a little tighter so try it on and walk around your house not house house with it on so yeah i managed that one didn't i without dropping my head been in yorkshire too long okay get your helmet make sure it fits check your chin strap check your webbing uh check your rivets if it's a riveted strap etc etc if you're buying a new helmet think about your color while it's pretty cool to have a white helmet or a black helmet as somebody that's had both white and black helmets is it the safest helmet you can buy given the choice a dark colored helmet i have a you know i have a people know i've got a british racing green gold glitter helmet which doesn't work terribly well in safety situations in <laughs> rivers that run through forests but i also have a yellow and red flame one which works a damn sight better for visual so you buy a new helmet think about your color doesn't have to match your kit in fact you're probably better off looking like you've had a fight in a crayola factory helmet important if you're wearing a skull cap check it out check your helmet fits with your skull cap if you had a haircut make sure it fits you know these are important things as your helmet that you're going to be buying got a little brim on it and i'm not saying like a sweet strut of visor thing i'm like a little brim does it need one are you buying full face do you need one as far as i spoke about this before you know only two, two sorts of people wear full face helmets as far as i'm concerned really ugly people are really vain people or people that can't maybe three people that can't afford dentist bills right. i've had a couple of full faces in my time but i digress i digress right helmets well i went down memory lane then thinking about rocky ditches as a kid and why we used to wear polo helmets with cages down the front now obviously they're not going to be entrapment hazards are they right helmets done <laughs> helmets done earplugs please wear earplugs especially if you're going to go upside down a lot as somebody who's lost hearing in one ear pardon uh, yeah my left ear snookered and uh, i need a hearing aid in fact this time last year i actually had one on order but it never came uh, and i've not chased it up because i keep forgetting and i'm sort of trying to push back the <laughs> old age because i wear glasses now and a hearing aid and it seems a step too far but earplugs if your earplugs are attached to your helmet check and clean them that sort of stuff right helmet next one we're going to go into your what i'd call your barrier layer if you've been paddling over the course of the year which most of us have i'm sure have we been wearing short dry tags have we been wearing neoprenes have we been wearing shorties have we been wearing more of a summer dry top splash top etc etc winter season's coming check your dry suit out if you've got a dry suit check it out check your seams check your feet check your zips check your seals your seals need replacing get them replaced sooner rather than later nothing worse than going on the first trip of the season or going abroad and blowing one of your seals out so get them checked do a pressure test if you need okay 
make sure your dry suit's working properly because it might have been stored in storage for a long time i don't know i know i've not used my dry suit for and it seems like an age because i've been using either separates or i've been using shorts and a top so get your dry suit checked if you were getting a new dry suit or a new dry top again think about colors right maybe your arms the only thing that somebody's going to see especially if you're signaling i was on a river trip a few weeks ago working with a film crew and the film crew were on the bank and this is not beginning me up saying i was working for a film crew uh, and they were giving say hand signals and we'd go through the hand signals on the bank about when to go when to not go blah 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 but they both had uh, black shirts on or jackets on and I could not see their arms because they were black dark colored so go for a black cag if you can this is somebody if you listen to my podcast in the past will know that I've had a black dry top in the past but let's not even go there now it's bright yellow I've got a bright orange one get a bright one if you can if you want to look like a ninja, you crack on, you know. I'm not really here to tell you how to live your life. I'm just trying to point out some things that are probably obvious to you. Uh, but if you're new to the sport, perhaps not. Dry pants. Right. If you're the sort of person that uses dry pants, check them. And what I'm, what, what I'm saying about check them is, if they come with socks, this goes for your dry suit as well, Check your feet, because feet tend to wear out really quickly. The people bitch and moan to manufacturers that the dry suits leak. It's not the manufacturer's fault, is it? It's your fault. My fault. It's our fault. Because what we do, because we're stupid, is we put our dry trousers on next to our car, and we forget that we haven't got shoes within reach. So we put, we have to, like, we walk around in a stocking bit for a little, on the tarmac for a little bit on the gravel for a little bit to get our shoes out of our kit bag and we pop them on and then we wait we walk to the water getting in and as we walk to the water we flick up bits of dirt and gravel and detritus and it goes down our shoes doesn't it next to our socks all day long it's going to sit there and rub a little bit and we get out and then we, if we take a swim we're going to get a bit of detritus in our trapped between our shoe and our sock and we don't realize it at the time you know we can't really feel it and then we get off and we're getting changed and we kick off our shoes and we take our dry suits off or we take our dry pants off yeah and what do we do when we take them off because a lot of us are lazy are fundamentally lazy i mean i am we might do that sort of tripping up over your legs thing you do when you're taking your jeans off after a night out we might not sit down on our boot and like feed the legs off slowly so we sort of stand on them a bit as we get changed and i know everyone's listening to this now going we don't do that we don't do that yeah i've seen loads of you do it i do it right and we wonder why our socks leak because our socks get loads of abuse so check your socks check your seams if your dry pants have got bibs on obviously check your bibs if your dry pants have not got a bib on and they're just waist put them on you might not have worn them for a while Make sure, if you've lost weight, make sure that they're tight enough because oh, please never get into a situation where your dry pants get too loose and you have the wet exit and then your dry pants end up falling down because that's going to really hamper any rescue effort. I've seen it happen. 
I've seen it happen. Right. PFDs. A few of us in this panel community are quite gifted in the fact that we have more than one PFD. Some of us have PFDs for playboating, some of us have PFDs for paneling, surfing, living, running, etc. etc. So if you're going back into your living running PFD, maybe you've not used it for a while, again, check your straps, check your zips. Check it floats if you've not been out in it for a while, do a float test on it. I've just seen on a, a marketplace an astral green jacket for sale, and it's over a ton uh, in price, which is pretty shocking for the age of it, because it's like a Mark 1 green jacket. Right, so do a float test on your PFDs. Make sure it's suitable for the environment in which you're using it. Yep. In your PFD, you probably need the following bits of kit and other bits of kit, and you might want to negate some of this bit of kit. But I have got the following. I, like I'm some sort of, you know, mystical, Thor-like god that knows what you should have in your PFD. We're all a bit different. We all have slightly different bit needs. Whistle. Get yourself a whistle. Right, I've got a whistle, it's on my shoulder strap. Some people have the whistles in the pockets, some PFDs have got whistles built in. Right, you get, a, get a whistle. You want a river knife. Okay, some people have their knives on the outside of their PFDs. Okay, we can all argue about the pros and the cons of this. Personally, I think it's bobbins, right? Uh, because I want to engage young people and people perhaps with nervous dispositions, etc., etc., uh, in paddle sport. I don't want them to see a knife on the outside of my PFD. In challenging situations, especially if you have to live bait, rescue a swimmer, bank work, the swimmer may grab the knife in panic and knock it off. Okay? It happens. I don't have my knife on the outside of my PFD. I have it in my pocket. I can, I can access it one-handed. I can undo the zip. I can pull it out of the pocket one-handed. It's not leashed in. Okay? People say, oh, it's just on a bit of string. If you're tumbling and bumbling in a bit of white water to cut yourself free of a bit of a foot entrapment of a furline or whatever, and your knife is lashed in, and the chances of that whizzing around your head at Mach 8 are probably really high. So it's not like not least in. But have a think about it all. Like I say, I'm not some magical man on this. Uh, webbing, carabiner. We know the drill. Yeah, it's always good to have a bit of a webbing and a carabiner. We know why. If you don't know why, do a course. Rescue course on it. Get that rolled up nice and neat, nice and neat in your PFD pocket. Some people put the rescue gear in there. Prussic loops. Oh, my carabiners. If I'm that sort of person, I am. Uh, make sure you can easily access them. Uh, easily accessible. Phone. Bang your phone in there. Uh, stick it in a waterproof case. Even better. Uh, along with the waterproof case, obviously, is get what I'd call a burner phone, like a drug dealer phone. It's about 20 quid for a Nokia brick. Get one of those, store the numbers on it. If you've got all your peers, uh, stick their numbers on it, stick their ice details in. Ice, ooh, good. If you don't know what ice is in case of emergency, put, put their ice details in as mates. Stick it on your burner phone, stick it in your PFD, check the battery on it, winner. Obviously, if people want to take smartphones, update socials, blah, 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 take videos. Yeah. But I'm going back to a burner, and that's in the pocket. If you're in an area where signal is poor, you might want to consider a different device, like a spot on in reach. 
I use a spot when I'm in the Himalayas. I've done for 20, uh, a long, long time, nearly 20 years, 15 years at least. So I've been in reach my pocket. And then we need some sweeties, don't we? We are like a few sweeties in our PFDs. Get yourself a little snacky doodle bar in there. Very nice, very nice. I've tried uh, energy gels in PFD pockets. You know, the sort of stuff that runners and cyclists and endurance athletes use. Uh, a little snigger snigger. I've got a cupboard full of them. Tried those in my PFD pocket and you tend to forget about them. And then somebody pierces it and it leaks and then you get ants in your PFD. So I don't carry that. I have some a Titan bar I think I've got in there at the moment. Uh, if you don't know what a Titan bar is, it's like a Mars bar but cheaper. Right, base layers then. We're on to base layers now. We know the drill, base layers. We all know the drill. Thermals. Everyone's going to tell, I say everyone, people are going to tell you, buy good thermals, buy good thermals. Well, yeah, of course you can buy good thermals. Thermals I wear are actually from Mountain Warehouse. Mountain Warehouse. You get me garden centres, Mountain Warehouse and service stations. So I've got a set of Mountain Warehouse thermals that I wear quite a lot. And they do a perfectly good job. I used to wear a onesie, union suit thing. Uh... But that does sometimes make going to the bathroom difficult for obvious reasons, especially when I'm abroad. So I wear separates now. I don't need to wear onesies. Now, you always need more thermals than you need. Okay? When you are going on this river trip that you're planning in your head now, or maybe you're packing your bag, I don't know, try and think of scenarios that you're dressing for. So, Say you're driving from Hull and you're going to go to Wales for the weekend. You look at the forecast, right? How many thermals do I need? What, 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 what rivers are we likely to do? Blah, blah, blah. What's my group dynamic? Is it just a car full of us or is it 20 of us or is it two of us or whatever? Now, are you going to be paddling hard all day long? I'm a bit of a floater. You know, I'm not very aerobic in my strokes I'm, I'm much more of a floater so I, I have to dress a little bit warmer than some of my peers because I don't sort of generate the, the heat am I going to be scouting a lot am I going to be walking a lot portaging a lot do I need to adjust my base layer choices based on that am I doing something like the D that I've done loads of times but has got that long canal section if I'm paddling up the canal where I might get cold especially if I'm just so having a cup of tea at the canal calf before I go up the canal because that, that that's quite a good thing to do. Do I need to take a small micro fleece? You know, do I need to take shorts or trousers over my thermal leggings so that I can strip off and walk to a cafe afterwards without looking like a freak? Your choice. I mean, I personally just go in my dry suit, but something to consider. Thermal choices really is something to consider. Something that I've mentioned before in the podcast, I'm going to mention it again. A buff. You know the little buff scarf things? People used to wear them in COVID all the time, don't they? There's masks. But we know, we know the drill, a little buff scarf. Buff scarves are brilliant. Put one on before you put your dry suit on. And it'll sit under the latex, right? If it's a latex one. If it's a neoprene neck, it'll work as well. Quite often... Uh, we get little drips of water come down the neck seal. 
and it's because that the way that latex sits and the way that our tendons and veins and all our skin moves around our neck. I've got long hair and I might sometimes might get hair traps in it. So I get a little, sometimes I get a bit of seepage. And that's no product, that's not a fault of the product, you know, it's just not getting dressed properly. And because I've got a buff on, the, those little water droplets sort of sit in the buff, they don't go onto my base layer. Right, socks. We've already spoken about dry suit socks, but what socks are we wearing? Personally, I wear really thick socks under my dry suit. I wear seal skins. And why do I wear seal skins? Because if my socks are, if my socks my dry suit or my dry pants are a bit leaky, then my socks don't get wet because seal skins are a waterproof sock. I know some listeners to this have gone, eh, seal skins are really expensive and all. I don't like them. I'll go wear them then. Uh, but I wear thick socks. Something I've not mentioned is that my thermal leggings are pulled short as well. They don't go down to my socks. I pull them up a little bit or I wear three-quarter length. For the simple fact that if you have got uh, leaky socks in your dry suit, which you shouldn't have because you should have looked after them, but if you have, and there's a bit of seepage, it doesn't seep up through the base layers. The sort of bare skin between sock and thermal stops the seepage. You don't lose much heat out of that area you know it's just a few inches worth of bareness and it'll stop the seepage and i know some people buy sweet thermals and they're based on skiing thermals and they're designed so your boots don't rub okay and they work really well uh, you could you can pull up any thermal for that and i really like it so that's the way that's going to work right also consider wearing socks on the outside of your dry suit sock i don't but you might want to consider it Right, next, throw a line. Make sure you've got a throw a line you can chuck. It's easier said than done. Go and practice chucking your throw a line down your garden if you have to. Okay. Uh, check your throw a line. If you've not used it for a while and it's been rattling around your boat for the last few months, get it out. Check it out. Buy a new one if needed. Okay. I'm sure throw lines have got a shelf life. People tell you the dirt. But if it's been rattling around your boat and not used for a couple of years, get it checked. Check your pin kit. If you've got a boat-based pin kit, check all that. We know the drill. Rattling off dead quick now. First aid kit. Oh, Christ. How many people here listening to this carry a first aid kit with them? How many people don't? How many people have got one in the car? Think about your first aid kit, right? Do you need to take that mammoth expedition leader one? You probably don't. You probably need an ouch pouch. You know, that's got... A couple of band-aids in it and a bit of duct tape in it and something like that have a think do a first aid course if you're not doing do a rec course really good okay i'm not going to go into first aid details i've done a podcast on it i'm pretty sure and if not i will do one if i ain't done one. okay do you need a dry bag in your boat now this is a quite a serious question do you need a dry bag in your boat in that dry bag you would be putting perhaps okay like I say, not necessarily a font of knowledge and a definite, you know, like omnipresent being in this one. But do you need to put a dry bag in your boat? If you do, what do you need in it? You probably need a woolly hat, a pair of gloves, a route map of your journey might be quite good. Start, finish point. Okay. Expected time of arrival at destination. Why am I saying this? Okay, 
if you're in a group, the group leader's going to have that in their head. Have that. You see it again, Clarkson. Have that in their head. But if the rest of the group don't know this, they may dawdle when they shouldn't be dawdling. They may faff when they need to speed things up. They may go too quick when they can dawdle. So everyone should really know times. Also, if the group gets split for whatever reason and you're in panic, if it's written on a piece of paper, not on your phone, phone batteries can go flat. If it's written on a piece of paper, somewhere safe, if it's tucked into your pocket in your PFD, okay, and you're in a panic, you can read that and you can say, I'm going to this place. That's okay. I'm going to that place. That's okay. I have got this amount of daylight left before I need to get worried. Okay. Something to think about. In your dry bag, you might want to take snacks. I don't know. You might want to take car keys in your dry bag in your boat, might you? Yeah, of course you might, yeah. Stick them in your PFD pocket, right? If you put dry bag, if you put your car keys in your dry bag in your boat and your boat goes for a swim, then you not only lose your boat and your dry bag, you lose your car keys and your way of getting home. <sighs> think about it. All right, I'm not saying don't do it, okay? But think about it. Have a think about it. Right, airbags. Check your airbags. I've had my airbags now. Uh, I've got one for called Alan. I've done a podcast on it. I'm sure I have. Uh, black red pipes. Really good. Really, really good. Two-year warranty on them. Not gone down. Still blown up in my boat. I'm moving from boat to boat. They're really good. Again, check your airbags. If you're a sort of paddler that paddles at the sea and then paddles in the river in the same boat, check the gravel, check the sand. If it's rubbed on your airbags, does it pop your seams, your pipe's going down, blah, blah, blah. I'm going blah, 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 because this stuff you should know, yeah? All right? But make sure your airbags are blown up. Stick airbags in the front of your boats, please. All right? I'm not going to rattle on too much about it, but put stuff in the front of your boat. It's a nose is not going to get a beating if you go down a river with back airbags in the back will bounce up the front will be nose deep and that's the one that's going to hit all the rocks in it and then you're going to end up with a smashed up boat that you're going to have to weld and you're going to stick on eBay as hardly used. While we're talking about boats, check your end bars. Okay, check your pin bars, your end bars, your safety bars. Check all your bolts. You might be using this boat all year. And if you have fine, you probably check it all the time. Okay, but you might go between a player boat and a creek boat. You might have a new boat. You might have a second hand boat. Check your bolts. Go through your bolts. Check them all. Tighten your footrest bolts up. Okay, if you've got new river shoes, check your footrest bolts. Uh, check where your footrest is because some river shoes have got a thicker sole on them. And you might have to move your foot plate down. Check your outfitting. Okay. If you're wearing more layers, do you need to put thicker hip pads in? I never bother. Uh, but some people need to, they need that. So check that. Check it out. It's all self-explanatory stuff, isn't it, really? Have you got a repair kit in your boat? Sounds like a lot to carry, doesn't it? Dry bag repair. Have you got a repair kit? Your repair kit just could be like a new foot, a footrest bolt, a zip tie, some duct tape, can it? Gone are the days where we used to have to take resin and all this sort of stuff. 
But, you know, check if you need some spares. There's nothing worse than losing a footrest bolt and spoiling your weekend away. So, check it. If you need to take it, stick it in your car if not. Do you need to take splits? Talk about split paddles. Do you need them? Probably, yeah. Unless you're going to walk out. Has somebody in your group got splits? Can they be trusted? What sort of splits are they? Right, let's talk splits. Dead quickly, because this podcast is going on to nearly half an hour. Right, splits. Your splits, in my opinion, right, and this is my opinion only, should be as good as or as close to as good as the main paddles you use. Or the group uses. But, darling, I can't afford a set. And I'm going to put these cheap plastic blade alloy shaft paddles in my boat. We'll do that then. Okay. If you lose or break a really expensive set of paddles on a river, do you think your cheap nylon blade, plastic blade, aluminium shaft paddles are going to get you safely down that river if you can't make the moves with your expensive blade? They're probably not. They probably can get you from one side to the other when you can walk out but they're probably not really going to help you navigate that river. They might do, okay? They might do. Make your own splits if you have to. If you're going to get splits, you know, get them a generic length. You know, like 198 is probably good, and it? 197, something like that. So that people in the group can use them. Everyone in the group can use them if you've got to share them in the group. Think about it, you know? Think about it. I'm not saying I'm right, by the way. Like, buy what you need. Buy what you can afford. Uh, but do use them. Do use them sometimes. Do get your split paddles out and use them as a main set of paddles on a day. Uh, because you need to know if they're different to your main blades. You might need to know that. You might need to check the push buttons if they're a push button split. You check the spigots and all that malarkey. Uh, make sure they're tied in your boat when you go for a paddle. Because there are countless stories of people taking swims or shouldering boats or carrying boats or walking out and rivers and the splits fall out the back of the boats and they lose them forever so check your splits right we kind of done it's gone to half an hour on it i think i probably missed loads of stuff but it's just a mental checklist i've just gone down uh, as i load up ready for a new season and we have some himalayan trips going out so my head's also going to sleeping bag camp stove therma rest expedition first aid box all that so if I've missed out, I'm really sorry. If you've learned something, that'd be ace. If you think I've just waffled on, that's also fine. Like, I don't mind too much. Thank you all for listening. You know the drills. Have a great week. It's Monday morning. Have a great week. Drink some coffee, drink some tea. Get out, do a bit of paddling if you can. Go for a run if you really must. Enjoy yourselves, gang. Let's make you very soon.